Welcome to Unabashed You. We're here to encourage you to become who you already are through inspiring conversations with extraordinary everyday people like you and me. We have courage to show up in our own lives, believing in ourselves more, unapologetic for who we are. Feeling generous? Consider leaving a review, subscribing, and or sharing episodes. It matters. That algorithm is a real thing, and we do this with support from you. Find us at unabashedyou.com for episodes, blogs, social media links, and to be on our email list. When in doubt, type in unabashedyou to find us. Unabashed, inquisitive, and never jejune. It's Rochelle Condi now. I have the pleasure to be a guest on Beautiful Second Act Podcast with Patty Diener. We're sharing the episode here for you to enjoy. As Patty says, Rochelle from Unabashed You shares on today's episode how she values more than anything authenticity, transparency, and vulnerability, key components to having an honest relationship with others as well as yourself. It's only through daring to be vulnerable that we begin to be our best selves, says Rochelle. On this episode, we talk about living a third act, what it means to live our passion with purpose, and how we've all been given different gifts to use in this life. So, Rochelle, thank you so much for being here today. Welcome to the show, Beautiful Second Act. And I am really excited about this conversation today. Me too. It's a pleasure. Wonderful. So um, to start off with, you know, I always like our listeners to kind of get a backstory about who you are, what you do, why you do what you do, uh, like what was life like growing up for you, where you grew up and a little bit of, you know, how you got from where you were then to where you are now. <laughs> how long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> as much time as you want. Right. Well, I'll try to, let's see Highlights. if I can make this brief. I, I grew up in San Diego. I'm a native San Diegan and I'm still here. Uh, that tells you a lot, a lot of roots. They run deep. Um, most of my family is still here. So that's wonderful. I'm in a blended family. My husband and I, between us, have six kids. He came with three. I came with one. We had one together. He passed as an infant due to a, a heart defect, three months oh, old. Goodness. And then we went on to have another. So we, uh, you know, our lives have been very full. We're recently empty nesters. And I, I, I know your, your show is second act. I think of this as my third act, not, not that we're so different in age, but I, if you sort of divide your life into zero to 30, 30 to 60, 60 plus, and I'm in my third act. I, I, I had had wonderful careers prior. I was a, an elementary school teacher, primarily fifth grade. I loved it. Then I was nice. a program director for a children's theater group where I developed and created a program to bring performing arts to different schools throughout our county and either an after school model or during the school day, a residency model. And I just, I had a great time doing that. And then it was, you know, now what am I going to do? I'd sort of heard, you know, when you reach 60, that can be sort of your third act. And so now what? And I thought, you know, I just want to do something very creative, something that's mine, not like in a possessive way, but where I'm not necessarily answering 
to somebody else. I had great experiences with bosses, et cetera, all of that, but I just wanted my own thing, my own hours, my own everything. Yeah. You earned that right. Yes, exactly. So I created a website. Well, the website was for the podcast, Unabashed or Unabashed You, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And then there's a blog. So I have a conversation with the best I can call with is an extraordinary everyday person. I mean, that's, you know, these people are not famous. They're not celebrities. They're, you know, like you, they're like me. You've been on my show before just recently. Yes. Back to your episode, right, came out on uh, March 7th, which was very exciting. And now I'm I'm doing these things that um, were, you know, one, out of my comfort zone. Two, I didn't know that much about other than having been a podcast listener back like 12 plus years ago when it kind of first started being a thing. And I just decided, you know, I just think I want to try something like that. And so what's what's the thing I really message I really want to get across? And that is I'd love to encourage, I mean, no matter what I'm doing in what capacity, that's just my first, my first love in terms of, of what I'd like to share and give out. So I wanted something that was um, an, an encouraging mode for people to be who they are. And I initially thought it would be for women, but then, and it was, I mean, it was women talking about, was unabashed you women talking about stuff. That was the original tagline. And then I found out men were listening and I thought, whoa, I can't call it that anymore. So then it became unabashed you become who you already are, because in my mind, we are all We've all been given different gifts. We've all had unique experiences and we have a thing that is in us to share. But even before you share the thing, you need to kind of get to know yourself and be very content and and feel an expanse, I like to say, in who you are. If you're shy, that's okay. If you're outgoing, that's fine. I think particularly as women and being women, I think I could speak more into that than being a male. Somewhere along the line, we lost permission to be who we are. We either probably a a lot of mixed messages throughout the years, probably some through uh, growing up as kids. You know, somebody said something, it really left an imprint. So we started kind of, you know, withdrawing a little bit of who we were and we started losing just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. It's almost like a balloon in the way that, you know, I just want to encourage everybody to be fully who they are, whoever that is. And it's particularly if we're talking about in the lanes of being respectful and honoring, I'm certainly not talking about, you know, a negative type of of, of a mindset, or not a mindset, um, you know, like an evil or quote unquote bad type thing. That's not what I'm talking about because sure. that, that is not it at all. But I, I just feel really strongly because I see it time and time again with myself, with my peers, with my friends, family, you just, there's just a, a, a kind of a little bit of a shrinking, a shrinking in that mm-hmm. happens through those. And I know you can totally relate to yeah. what I'm saying, you can totally relate. So I want to say, hey, get the air back in the balloon. Be, be all, become who you are, because you already are these things. Kind of re-give yourself permission to expand. And so Absolutely. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to kind of speak into that space, and that's why I, I have women and men on, and uh, it's just come as you are, come as you are. There's really no set requirement for showing up oh, as you yeah. are. Yeah. 
It's beautiful. And yet your show is a lot of fun because um, the conversation just kicks right off with um, fun things like the two truths and a lie just kills me. That's hilarious. And, you know, it, it's it's fun listening to all the different stories and all the different uh, things that people come up with. And you, you really have a great way of getting people just to start talking and having that conversation be fun and airy. And then you kind of bring in the deeper stuff. And it, it's just, it's a great way that you, I love, I love the way that you have that set up. So it's like people can let their hair down to start the game, right? Here we go. We're going to just let our hair down. We're not going to think too seriously yet. Just relax. And you do get people. It's it's a very nice way of getting people to just be themselves. Right. And then once, once they're comfortable, then they can start talking about the deep stuff. I really liked what you're talking about when you said about, you know, filling your air, your balloon back up with air and, and to stop deflating yourself. Because I think you're right in that a lot of times people feel like they can't shine their light too bright because it might be outshining somebody next door. Mm. You know, it's like, Ooh, if I'm too much, then, you know, people will look at me and think, well, who does she think she is? Or they say, why she's outshining me. So I have to, it makes others feel that they have, you know what? No, if everyone just feels comfortable to shine their light as bright as they can, then others like, you know, they, that saying about, you know, the, the rose does not compete with the daisy. They're each beautiful in their own right. And they're not trying to outdo the other. They're just completely who they are. They don't sit there and apologize for being the rose or being the daisy. They just are who they are. And I think that that's a beautiful, beautiful thing that you're encouraging others to do now is to just definitely be yourself unapologetically. Right. And that's, and that's what it is. I'm not saying you don't ever apologize. That's not what I'm saying. Don't apologize for being you, who you are, right? who you are. That's where the unabashed or unabashed comes in is the not being apologetic for who you are. So thank you. I appreciate all the encouraging words that you said. Uh, I, I obviously like you thought about the kind of format I wanted to have, and I'm a very playful person. So I, I had to have some whimsy in the show and that's the get to know you section is kind of a little more whimsical and then it kind of dials into a little more. I'm I'm a big ponderer. I love to ponder. I love to think. I love to, I'm a very curious individual. So have you done the Enneagram before? This is a shout out for the Enneagram. Okay. Yes, but I haven't quite finished mine because I think the first try I took at it, um, it was such a complicated book that I decided to pull back and get an easier one. So now everything that I thought that I'd figured out starting this next book, I think I got it all wrong. So any suggestion you might have the best one, because there's so many to choose. Yes. And and I would say, forget the books until you know a little more and go straight to your Enneagramcoach.com. You know, Y-O-U-R, spell Enneagramcoach.com. Now, it is a faith-based um, website. You do not have to be of faith to take the survey at sure. all. The thing I love, 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 love about this assessment is that it will give you all nine types and your percentage for all nine types. So that nice. you, the percentage. Yeah, you, yeah, it's not just, well, you're this and we're done with you. It's like, well, you are definitely this. And then your second is this. And then all nine show up within us, but it's just a matter of degree and percentage. I love that. And it's a free assessment. It's free. It's free. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so, cause we're multi-layered, aren't we? It's not like yes. we're just any one thing. So I love that because the other ones were so 
convoluted. I had a really difficult time with it, but I am yeah. very interested. It's fascinating to me to learn, like you said, dive deep and figure out more about yourself. Yeah. And I think the more we know about ourselves, the the more we will know about what it is that we want to do with our time here on the space. Yes. Yes. And another one, we, we did a whole thing in October on explore more of you. So we did the Enneagram. The, the other one I want to highlight is it's based on Myers-Briggs, but it's called 16 Personalities. And it's very much like Myers-Briggs. I think probably legally they can't say it's based on Myers-Briggs, but come on, it's based on (laughs) Myers-Briggs. And it also is free and their website is incredible. And you learn more about yourself. And then they have these really fun little uh, graphics that I almost look like Lego people. Well, you're (laughs) you're an advocate. I'm like, you know, that makes a lot of sense that I would be an advocate so um, it, it, that was another great one. And it, yes, get to know yourself, get to know yourself in, in in the best way possible. I mean, my 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 message has nothing to do with arrogance or uh, pride or any of those things. It has to do with a, just a completely healthy dose of who are you? Do you know who you are? And the, the, the question that I love, who would you be if you weren't afraid? Yeah, who absolutely. Would you be? Let's work on the fear. Let's work on the fear. Let's minimize it. And in my mind, now that's a balancing act. We're not in the balloon so much anymore, but in the let's learn to let listen less to the fear and kind of get the, the confidence and the courage levels kind of up because you're never going to get rid of the fear all the way. We're, we're, that's just sure. part of who we are, but you can through different things that you can do kind of get that minimized so that you can maximize the positive things that that are about you and not be stuck. I think the worst thing would be to be at the sort of the end of your life, or you know, I'm very near the end of my life and just feel like, oh, I never did this. I never did that. What if I had tried this? What if I had tried that? I wish I'd been more assertive. I, you know, all those things I, I, I mean, for me, I feel like I really wanted to do this and I'm so happy I did. It's It's been more than I could have hoped for or imagined. And so in that way, it's it's just, I love it. And like you, I don't consider it work. I just, you know, the things I do for it, they don't feel like work to me at all. It's just it's such a joy. Yes, it's a creative uh, process, the whole thing from beginning to end. And I love that along the way, the people that we get to meet. And the relationship building that we we find, and I think that in late, later in life we really need that more than ever to find our high vibe tribe, to find the like minded people, to build each other up, and to not be afraid of reaching out. Um, all of those things are so right. important because a lot of times as people age, they tend to say that, oh well, um, you know, I don't. I don't want to go out in there and meet, make new relationships or new friendships because they just get set in their ways. If they're set in their ways, it's like they feel like they don't want to try something new. And it's like, I think that now more than ever, people are finding, and maybe it's because of social media. I have no idea what, what's really turned the tables, but I remember my grandmother had her little sewing circle. She had her friends and that was it. But it's like now there's so many possibilities, so many opportunities for people to make changes in their life or to just improve upon what they already love. And um, when you do reach out to like-minded people, it just makes you feel like your circle is growing and you feel a lot more empowered. 
Um, I love the ideas, bouncing ideas off of people that, you know, maybe have done it before me or have done it like me, but I'm thinking, oh, what are you doing over here? This, I'm curious about it. It's so much fun. It just puts another layer of enjoyment to the process of whatever it is that you're, that you're liking or loving at that time. I I wanted to talk to you about your third act. So Tell me, yes. tell me about this. No, let's let's talk about this because I've heard Jane Fonda talk about this. That's too. exactly where I got it. What's from oh, Jane really? Fonda? <laughs> That's where I got it. So, talk to me about what it looks like for you and how you're feeling in this. Um, you know, because you know, if you say you break it up, explain to us a little bit more detail about the breaking it up into three. Because you know, we talk about beautiful second act here, and I'm I'm referring to um, once you have reach the point wherever you are. It could be anywhere where you've gone to, okay, I'm now, I've retired from this job and now I don't know what I'm doing, or I'm now I'm an empty nester. I have to start over, or I've been in this marriage for 25, 30 years and I'm divorced. And now I have to figure out my new way. Um, there's so many ways that we have to right. have an, a second act, but in breaking up our life into like the three different chapters with the three different, you know, lives, tell me about your third act. My third act. Okay. So as I was wrapping up my uh, time being a a director of this program, I I really had already thought about what is it that I want to do? What, what, what do I want to do? I I mean, I love being creative. I love being organized. Um, I love, uh, I love learning. I love people. I love connecting. And, and what's, what can I, what is the thing that's going to encompass all of that and really speak into a place of, and again, back to the encouraging, I, I'd been off of a, a pretty uh, bad experience um, in a um, in a study program that the leadership. It's a very long story that uh, we would need to be a three part episode to do it. But but what I was left with, and, and I feel like anytime you go through a bad experience in particular, there is something to learn, and perhaps yeah. there are more more than one thing to learn. And so I, I, you know, uh, that experience concluded and I thought, okay, what is it I really value? I mean, I've really had some good talks with myself. I value authenticity, transparency, Mm. and vulnerability. And for me, those come under the little umbrella of unabashed you, which is the encouragement piece. So I really appreciate when, and I'm grateful for, and want to honor people who come on and and just say, this is who I am. This is how I think. This is what I'm about. Uh, So I thought, you know, and I tell you that um, there is a quote by Anais Nin, Nin, however you say her name. Yes. I looked it up. Yes. Then the day came when the risk to remain tight in the bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Mm, and the day came so when the risk to remain tied in the bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's me. I don't want to be tight in the bud. I want to try this thing. And, and I really don't even care if just my mom and some of my friends listen, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I have to do this thing. And so I thought, you know, about it and, I thought it's a, a podcast. I really want to do a podcast. So, and I do like to write, and I know you like to write as well. I would think I think we're different in terms of you like to write uh, fiction, and I'm I'm more want to kind of take a thought and kind of ponder it and and expressive in that way. 
Um, so I thought, you know, I want a blog to go with it. And then I thought, well, I don't even know how to do this, but it's amazing what you can teach yourself when you don't yes. know how to do something thankful, thankfully, because of the internet and people mm. uploading different ways to do things. And you can teach yourself all kinds of things. So, you know, I created a, the website and I embed the audio each guest has their own episode page. Like you've got your, your own episode page and the audio is embedded there. There's a couple paragraphs about you, then a, the picture, and then the three words used to describe yourself. And then I end up like thinking, what comes up for me when I think about Patty? Okay. And then I just, sometimes I just start writing and I don't even know what it's going to be until I'm in it. And just the ability to express that. Yeah. feels so good to me. It really does. And I have been like woefully surprised by uh, the different countries the show has gone to. Mm -hmm. um, I write and um, the connections I've been able to make through through primarily Instagram, really huge shout out to Instagram. Um, I you know we've had guests literally from all over the world. I mean that's just that's the power of of the internet and social yeah. media is making connections and being able to say, hey, I know you're in the Netherlands, but how about we have a conversation? So absolutely, that was that was the sort of the third act thinking and. You know, I just thought, well, we'll just see what happens to it. I, you know, at this point, I really, I want to say I don't care, but in a really healthy way, I don't have stakes into it being any certain thing other than a place for me to express myself, a place for me to highlight other people, encourage other people. That is in a nutshell, you know, the, the beginning of the third act. So now that I'm in my third act, I, you know, continue to, to keep it going and am just feeling very expanded and fulfilled and excited. And, you know, of course we have moments of, of deep challenge and challenge is good, but then sometimes frustration, you're like, oh my gosh, why isn't that working? And usually it's, Technology. Yeah, <laughs> I can totally relate to that. Yes. yes. How come I can't hear anything? You know, all that kind of stuff. But you get through it and you keep moving. And I would just encourage, you know, any of your and all of your listeners to really, you know, become more of who they are, you know, whatever that is, and to get to know themselves. And there's lots and lots of different assessments out there on oh, back to the internet. This is like an ad sure. for the internet. Uh, you know, where you can learn more about yourself and you're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. It's just, it's a shift and it's, it's, a, it's a good shift. And I think too, having done some of these assessments and sort of, uh, you know, thinking about them, I realized, okay, yes, I do have, there are parts of me that I really like and parts of me that I'm not so crazy about, but guess what? It's all me. And I'm going right. to embrace that part anyway. Like, yeah, I'm not so crazy about when I'm filling the blank, but you know what? That's okay. Cause that's part of who I am. And I can, you know, I think there's something in the accepting that side of yourself. Acceptance is huge. Yes. Like, I, you know, I, the, I've been posting a little bit about the comparison trap, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, I say, Hey, I do it too. I mean, it's, I'm not immune from any of this stuff at all. Um, 
you know, just trying to minimize it. Yeah, like sometimes I compare myself to others. That's probably not great. Why am I doing that? Okay, so am I trying to feel better about who I am? Am I trying, am I exercising my like insecurity gene or muscle or like, you know, superior, inferior, those both are not in the healthy zone. But it's okay to be there for a moment and kind of talk yourself off and go, okay, all right. Yeah, I compared myself. It's okay. Like you say, rose, daisy, petunia, gardenia. They're all I mean, beautiful in their own right. Yeah. And so once you do that, it, it I think it really, it, it gets you back in the like, okay, yeah, I have a tendency to do that and that's okay. I'm going to, then you can have boundaries with yourself. You know, am I going to not look to see how many followers so-and-so has or how much engagement they might have or whatever it is, just trying to make healthy choices that are better for you. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny, I was just having a conversation this morning at coffee with a friend of mine, and we were talking about that whole comparison thing, and about how, you know, social media has made it, it's it's like a double-edged sword, and there's there's good and there's bad, because yes, we get everything in a big hurry, so we always want instant gratification right now, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We also, it's easier for people to compare themselves. And it's never the full story. We have to understand that. And I think that it's easier for older people, for us to understand that than it is for younger people, younger, younger people, they've grown up with this and they think that this is just the norm. Whereas we know it's never what it always seems. So I love that you, you completely enjoy, you you expect transparency and um, having people to uh, be vulnerable and be real and honest and authenticity. So um when you are when you are out there reaching out in those ways, then I think that you find that others are like, oh gosh, I'm so grateful for her that she's so real. It makes me feel safe to be real as well, which is not to say that we're going to share our most intimate things on the internet and for the God world to see, because some of those things are meant for specifically, you know, specific, specific people. However, just because somebody over here has you know, 5,000 followers or 50,000 followers or 100,000 or a million. It doesn't mean that they're just because their reach is broad doesn't mean that they're reaching the people they need to reach. They may have a broad reach, but as somebody with a smaller uh, group that or smaller following, you might have a lot more engagement in people that you're, you're truly reaching them at a heartfelt level because those are those are your people. Whereas someone that has 50 to 100,000 to a million followers, their reach is broad, but they're not really reaching the key people, maybe. So, I mean, it's all the way you want to look at it. True, and, true. Yeah, we have to just be, keep doing us, no matter what That's we do. Right. We have to just, everywhere we go, there we are. We have to be who we are That's so we right. can feel good about who we are. That's right. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Oh, my goodness. So, tell me about this, um, doing the thing that only you can do, passion with purpose. When you talk to your, um, when you talk to your people on your podcast, talk to me about passion with purpose, because there's some people out there in the world. How can I phrase this without offending somebody that says, be passionate? Um, It was recently brought to my attention by several different men, which is so funny because it's not just the men. It was several different men. And then I also heard it from Elizabeth Gilbert. So very, very broad spectrum here of different people. But it it occurred to me that not everybody knows their purpose, right? And by assuming 
that people know their purpose, but they're just not doing, they're not living with purpose, um, that they might be offended because they feel like now I'm left out. Now I'm over here. You're addressing all these people that have a big dream. You're addressing all these people that, you know, and I, and I thought to myself, Christ, I hope that I'm not doing that. I didn't realize that I might unknowingly be saying that, you know, follow your passion, follow your dream. Some people don't know what their dream is. Some people don't know what their purpose is. Some people feel completely and utterly lost. So when addressing a large group, say we're saying, you know, I encourage you to do this stuff and we're cheerleading for them. We're actually forgetting that there's people over here that now they feel even more lost than ever because now there's nobody cheerleading for them. So you say passion with purpose. Those are two things putting together. I love that because it's okay to follow your passion, but finding your purpose is so helpful. So can we dial down how you think some people can maybe help to find their purpose? Because that's what I think will actually make move the needle for them and helps them to be able to make those shifts. Oh, that's my purpose. Right. Oh. I actually <laughs> about it. Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, to me, they go together. To me, they're very difficult to separate. I, I almost don't know how to separate them. Or I should say, ideally, I'd, I'd like to see them be together because I think each one of us has likely multiple passions, things that we're passionate about, how are you taking that and using it? And there's this uh, one exercise that I like to do that is, you know, you already know what a word person I am just from being on the show, three words to describe yourself. So I say, take, um, what is your, okay, so once you've identified some of your, your passions and the things you're interested in pursuing or looking more into, See if you can come up with two words, like the first one will be a verb and the second one will, you know, complete the thought. Um, Like, you know, for me, it might be encourage authenticity. If that's my, my purpose is to do that, then the way that I'm doing that is when I have a guest on, as you say, you know, helping them feel safe and comfortable to be able to just fully open up. I mean, it's interesting that you said that because that's, that's not overtly my intention. So whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it sort of innately, I guess, because I, I don't think, how can I make this person feel safe? I just genuinely really like people and I'm very curious about their story and, and like what's going on in their life. So I think that, you know, kind of like a brain dump of all of your different passions would be really cool. And then picking out, you know, the three to five, two or three that sort of rise to the surface as because you'll, your eye will go to the, to the ones that you really stand out for you. And I do recognize that there are all different kinds of lives being led. And so um, I'm not saying that whatever your passion is that you turn into a purpose has to be a big thing. Or the only thing or the way you make your living. It can be this tiny thing over here, but you feel a little more informed about, oh, yes, encourage authenticity. When I, uh, you know, take a walk around my neighborhood, I'm going to be sure I look at somebody in the eye and say good morning or hello or hi or whatever. I mean, it can be it can be very simple. It doesn't have to be I'm now earning seven figures doing this thing. I mean, that's not, that's not the goal. The goal is to 
help you identify what they are and to help you take one, two, three, however many, and kind of channel them into something that is actually measurable. If I say, okay, I'm courage authenticity, and I'm going to do that by saying hello to everybody I pass. I mean, it really can be that simple. And I actually did that a few years ago. I thought I'm going to really make a point to make eye contact with everybody I walk by on my walk and say, good morning, hello, how are you, whatever it is. And I, 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 the thing that I love about doing this sort of thing is that you will notice a, a wide array of responses, not least of which is the person that I, I mean, I'm starting to get teary eyed thinking about it. The person I feel that maybe aren't very seen in their lives, you know, and yes. so me walking by saying, hello, good morning, how are you? I mean, you can see it in their face, like somebody oh. noticed me. Somebody noticed me and said, hello. I mean, there's a little bit of surprise. And I just feel like I just bless their day by saying, good morning. And I it cost you. you nothing. Yeah, I see you. I see you. I, oh, you yeah. know, don't work too hard or it's hot outside. Be sure you get into, into some shade or whatever it is, you know. But you saw them and you you took a moment of your time to acknowledge them and it cost you nothing. Right. Yeah. And I, I conversely, I like being on the other side of that as well. I sure. like when someone sees me, if it's like in a, in a store or, you know, in a service situation, or this is a little different, but this is kind of a cute story that just happened about an hour ago. I took my dog for a little walk. She's um, a golden retriever and very young. So she's still a polar and we're really working on that. And so I w- was stopping at one moment to kind of get her not to pull. And this really good song was on. So I kind of did a couple little dance steps and on the sidewalk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I glanced over across the street and this young man was walking his dog and you could see he, he just giggled. He just thought it was so great. And I thought, that's right. I did a couple dance steps. So in that moment, I don't want to... Um, I'm still, me. I, I am definitely me. And that is so like me to do something like that. It, it, anybody who knows me at all well knows that that, oh yeah, that's Rochelle. She would totally do that. Yeah, I totally would. Unapologetically. I mean, I'm not, trying, right. to cre- I'm not trying to create a scene, but in my moment, I'm being myself and I'm not telling myself, oh, oh no, don't do that because somebody might see you. And if somebody sees you, then that would be embarrassing. I don't, I don't uh, subscribe to that at all. So that, and that's something that as growing up a people pleaser and all the things that women kind of the different sort of lanes we can kind of be in, I feel that I've worked hard on um, diminishing that sort of uh, thought process. Like, I think it's totally cool. He got a kick out of it. A little chuckle. (laughs) I think it's awesome. (laughs) And then you might've even set, um, his day on a different course, just from, you know, you never know what people, what's going on inside. And so as mi- the minute you can allow someone else to have a smile or you just being who you are, you've just spread that ripple effect where it's gone out to the world. And then the, you've given them a safe space where they can feel that, you know what, I can be silly too. Uh, it right. reminds me of a story that Goldie Hawn had in her book, uh, A Lotus Grows in the Mud. She had this talk about well, one time she she pulled up in the, the the book is written in all it's really it's not meant to be read like a novel or anything. It's just different things that happened throughout her life and it's so much fun. 
but that she pulled up at an intersection and um, the light was red. And so they were all stopped and she had this great song and I can't remember what it was. For some reason, it seems to be like an Elton John Saturday or something, but it was something really fast beat, <laughs> something really high, high energy. And it was a hot day. And so she got out and the, the stereo was blurring and she was dancing alongside of her car for a few minutes. She got out and danced and there was somebody else going out and they started dancing and then the light changed. They hopped back in their car and then they went. Oh. And I just thought that is hilarious. And I can so see her doing that. I love that story. That is a great story. It's kind of like a why not? Why yeah. Not? And, and, it, and she was not a young woman, but then again, you know, Goldie Hawn, she'll do anything at any time. She's just hilarious. And she was just having fun. And that's, yeah. and you know, if you, there's a saying, and I don't know who said it first, but I, I say it often is that if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? And so in the second half of life, or if you want to call it your third act, whatever it is, if we're, we need to be all, we need to always be striving to have our best life. So why not make everything as much fun as it can possibly be? Right. 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 Absolutely. You want, um, you want to definitely have that playful, fun part of life and not, not, not allow yourself to have that. I think a lot of, you know, a lot of adults lose the playfulness of childhood and I think it is just an absolute shame because I, for me, that's one of the absolute, that's a, one of the best parts of life is the playfulness, uh, the laughing, the giggling, finding something funny, uh, you know, breaking out in a dance uh, in the middle of the street. And those are golden, joyous moments. I, I would not want to not do those because I was concerned about how I was coming across, what other people were thinking. I, I just can't, I can't live like that. Right. It's not being true to you. Right. Right. So I have a couple of quick questions before we wrap up today. And sure. this is just, I love, I love talking to you. I could talk to you all day because this is just, <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that, you know, makes me excited. Um, right. Who are your mentors now in this time in your life that have really given you aha moments or made you feel like, oh my gosh, yes, that I get that or um, have ins- inspired you to move forward with like, say your podcast or the things that you are doing today in your life. Right. Well, it's funny because there's like, it's almost like a potpourri. There's bits and pieces all over the place. So that one quote that I shared with you, the NIE's Nain, I think you say Nain, there you go. That quote, you know, there's certain quotes that just, just, you know, stick in your mind. So it's not necessarily that I follow particular people, but I, when I see something like that, I grab it. Um, I heard uh, Quint, Kint, how do you say her name? Quinta Brunson, the gal that made Abbott Elementary, and she was interviewed by Oprah, and she said, don't let anyone dim you. So she was talking about exactly what you were saying. Your light. light. Yes. Your light. And I just thought, oh, oh, that's so good. And I grabbed it, I put it in a note somewhere. So it's probably more like that. But I I would have to say if I chose somebody, it would be somebody like Maya Angelou, because I think is, I mean, every little quote of little, they're big quotes. Every quote of hers is extraordinary, contains truth and wisdom and um, staying power. And I, I look up to that. And I remember when I was a fifth grade teacher, and if there was a year that, you know, there was a, 
uh, a new president or that kind of thing, I would always read her poem that she wrote for Bill Clinton that I just thought was so beautiful. And I certainly can't recite it to you now. And I don't remember what it was called, but it was beautiful. And she recited it herself and it was incredible. So I would say people like that, people of integrity, people who come from a place of love, for sure. Yes, my Angela was amazing. And her work, it just, it, it's timeless. It will go on forever. Um, yeah, the, the things that she experienced, she did not allow them to define her. Right. She was so strong, but but also so real and so grounded and just really, you're right. Everything that she said was so profound and it really strikes a chord in you and makes you, wow, you know, just so loving. Everything was so loving. Yes, it really comes from a place of love and integrity and, and honor and all the words that I love because I love mm -hmm. what they mean. I love what they stand for. And, you know, I feel that I um, hold myself very accountable and I have a high expectation of high expectations of myself. And I feel that way about the people I choose to have in my life as well. You know, if I'm expecting a lot from me, I'm going to expect a lot from you. And that doesn't show up any in any kind of material way. It shows up in how you show up in your own life. Are you a safe person? Are you trustworthy? Are you filled with uh, integrity and honor for others? Are you kind? Well, you know, all the things that <clears throat> are you are are you loving towards all and not just certain groups right or categories you know i yes. think there's far too much of that and then <clears throat> we could do a whole episode on politics but i don't think we should do that <laughs> it would take too long well, it would well, take too honestly, long but yeah, yeah. I, I coming like are you coming from a place of love are you coming yes. from a place of love Absolutely. And, and, and which really it boils down to, there's no other way to view anything except for through fear. There's either just fear or love. And no matter what emotion you have, there usually will stem back to either grow from love or grow from fear. Yeah. So choosing to, you know, choosing to follow the path of love will always bring you closest to your true self, to living your most fulfilled life, to being the best human you can possibly be and yada, yada, yada. It just goes on. Right. And so um, <clears throat> all, I think all the really great stuff. And I think the confusion comes in because some people think they're coming from love, but they're coming from fear. And yeah. That's and when fear you start... is really scary because it, yeah. can, it can dive into D, you know, anger, guilt, um, you know, shame. There's so many things that really stem from fear. Absolutely. And, um, even your, and, and you know, and uh, I've been talking so much lately about don't let fear drive your bus. But what it what it really means is that it's okay to have fear. Like we were talking earlier, you said mm -hmm. we're never going to live a life completely from out of fear because we have that's that's part of the human nature. But you can you can be grateful for your fears. Thank you very much. I know you're here to keep me safe. I know you're have the best intentions for me. Just as if your mother or your sister or you know, a, a father or somebody would tell you, oh, are you sure you really want to do that? You know, instead of, right. they're, discour yes. they're discouraging you, right. but that's really their fear. You can't make a decision based on someone else's fear. So even though it's well-intended, it still can't drive the bus. So you can thank it. So yes, you have a place at the table. You're always here with me. Thank you for being part of my life, but you don't get a vote. You don't get to drive the bus. You can be here 
thank you. I'll take that into consideration, <laughs> but you don't get the last choice. You know, I get right. the last choice. So um, all, all good stuff. I have a question for you that sure. um, in, in living this, you know, um, the, the, the last chapters of our life where we're doing, we're going to strive to do everything that we really want to be doing, that we're going to embrace life fully. Um, what does your perfect day look like in your mind? What does, what is a perfect day? Oh, wow. A perfect day. Well, I would sleep in. I would nice. uh, have an, I, I like to roll into my day. I, I, I'm not a morning person. I don't hate the mornings. It just takes me a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. It takes me a while to get going. So, um, and then I would probably take my dog for a walk and nice. I would go roller skating. Oh, <clears throat> something I've just recently rediscovered and I've had so much fun. Oh uh, my gosh. Did it a bunch for my birthday around my birthday time. That was really fun. And then I would come home and have some lunch. And then I would, I would have an interview recorded and I might uh, write the blog to go with it. And uh, maybe take on the uh, a walk on the beach with my husband, Ron, and oh, he loves nice. the ocean as do I. We're only about seven blocks away. And then, um, and then the family would come over for dinner. And we we have the kind of house that's it's not a big house by any stretch of the imagination, but we have a lot of little nooks and crannies. So everybody would be here, and that's thirteen of us in the immediate family. So we'd all be here, and then my mom would come too. So that makes it fourteen, and we would just have. Just fun, laughing and being together and having dinner. And then I would, they would all go home and then I would watch something. I usually like to watch something maybe serious and then something funny. And then maybe I'd read for a little while and then I'd go to bed. It sounds very content. You sound like you are definitely living living the life of that you you are really in your happy space in this time in your life. And I love that. I that absolutely is, am. Thank you. That's that is that is really true success. That's right. how you can gauge. That's how we should all gauge our lives, and not about anything monetary necessarily. Which all those things are beautiful to have nice things or to go and do great things. But when you are truly content in your heart and in this space, what you live in, and just in the everyday things, that yeah. is true success. Because that's a how you can't be any more successful than being truly happy. I agree. I agree. Being uh, being content, and then when <clears throat> you know when problems do come your way, because they will. Yeah, being able to take it as it comes. I feel that I've gotten so much better at dealing in the what is, mm -hmm. and not the what was or what mm -hmm. will be, but what is. Yes. Being more present and accepting of whatever is, because sometimes we're facing things that are not all that beautiful. Right. Sometimes we're facing hard things, but it's in the way that we react to what we have to do or how we're going to deal with, handle with, you know, whatever. That's when we know that we're truly in the present moment instead of, you know, the, the, the too much looking back is not going to, as I always say, you can't even fix what happened 10 minutes ago. You can't, <laughs> it's already over. It's over. So all we can do is stay in the moment and decide, okay, how do I feel right now? How am I going to move forward to feel my best? How am I going to make this right? How am I going to enjoy my space better? And if we're having a really hard time, especially when it comes to loss or trauma, 
acceptance for what it is and trying to be okay with feeling whatever you're feeling. And then you can move forward. But when we're constantly shoving things down, we're not accepting. Um, But yeah, so it makes the everyday things even, you can appreciate them even more. Because when nothing's really wrong, it doesn't have to be a spectacular day. It has to be a great day. A a perfect day is when everything is just so nice. You can breathe. You can breathe easy in your chest. You know, roller skating. That (laughs) is... I love it. I love it. I would love to get a picture of you roller skating so that we can share it with everybody. Is it on your Instagram? Uh, yeah, I can, yeah, there actually it was, but, but then it was it a story or a post. I don't know. I'll send you something. I'll send well, you something. that would be fantastic. Rochelle <laughs> Condi now. Oh my gosh. You are so beautiful and so just so much light. I love you. I'm so excited. To Thank get you, you on Patty. Today. Please tell me all the places where people can find you and your podcast. Yes. Well, for starters, love you right back because I think we are very much two peas in a pod and that we have other peas in our pod, but I'm just saying that we're we're yeah. right there together with each other. Um, anything that says unabashed you, so unabashed you at gmail.com, unabashed you on the internet will get you straight to the site that has I think we're at one. Yeah, you were 152, 152 episodes. So we so many great things to listen to going strong. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That really means a lot to me. Thank you so much, Patty. So at Instagram, same unabashed you. I mean, it's just, it's just, <laughs> that's the, that's the brand. That's the name and the idea. I of love course, it. Yes. Is, is to be who you are. Please be who you are. We need you to be who you are, and we need you to do the thing that only you can do. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for all you do, and thank you for sharing today. My pleasure. And now a closing prayer. Today, I thank you for collaboration, for times we can exchange and share with one another, making things more than if we'd been solely on our own. Today, we are grateful for the three seasons now turning into four and all the gifts of connection and inspiration we've received through it. May we continue to encourage those around us to show up in their own lives as you've created them to be expanded, aware, and full of love to give and receive. Amen. Thank you for helping me become who I already am. Now go out and do the same.